You're listening to KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Hello, my name is Claudio Mendonça. Today is Wednesday, June 15th. It's 6 p.m. and it's time for the KVMR Evening News. Ever-increasing rent prices and housing costs are leaving no industry unaffected. Tonight, the California Report brings us a story about how San Diego childcare providers are dealing with the challenges. After regional news and weather, Felton Pruitt speaks with local musician Jeff Ado. We close tonight's newscast with a commentary by Mark Cunaberti. This is the California Report. I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. More California homeowners could get mortgage relief as the state expands access to a program designed to help those who have struggled to make payments during the pandemic. KQED's Oddity Bunlamudi reports. Since the California Mortgage Relief Program launched in December, it's distributed aid to almost 2,000 households. The state expects to help about 20,000 households total now that the program's time frame has expanded and people with higher incomes can apply. Tiana Johnson-Hall of the California Housing Finance Agency says the money is available on a first-come, first-serve basis. If you are behind on your payments, Go to the website and apply. We are here to help you. Homeowners who missed at least two mortgage payments before June 30th of this year are now eligible for help and could receive up to $80,000. For the California Report, I'm Aditi Bandlamudi. And Southern California's sizzling real estate market may finally be getting a little cooler. As mortgage rates and inflation rise, some sellers now find themselves slashing asking prices to make a sale. KCRW's Matt Gillum has more. After sitting on the market for nearly a month, the owner of a four-bedroom house in Van Nuys cut the price by 50 grand. Another nearby home recalibrated down from a cool million to 860000 That's a price cut of $140,000. If hearing price cut in the context of SoCal's real estate market made you do a double take, you're not alone. Real estate experts say the market has changed dramatically recently and that it's not even where it was a month ago. The frenzied competition of cash bidding wars has chilled a bit. A rapid rise in mortgage interest rates in the past few months has made housing more expensive. At the beginning of the year, rates were around 3%. Now they're in the 5 to 6 range. Data from real estate brokerage firm Redfin shows that between early May and early June, a little more than 16% of listings in L.A. County saw at least one price cut. That's double the number from the same time last year. For the California Report, I'm Matt Gillum. Despite the cooling market in parts of Southern California, rent and property prices still remain out of reach for some Californians, among them child care providers in San Diego. KPBS reporter Claire Tregesser explains. A dozen young children sit in a circle on the sun-speckled lawn of Liberty Wind's home child care in Carlsbad. We are Oasis, mighty, mighty Oasis. After singing their school song, she dismisses them one by one to leave the circle, visit the potty, and then pick out their snacks. Okay, how about Zayden? Z-A-Z-E-N! The idyllic scene belies the more than two years of turmoil Wynne has faced in the age of COVID. She was forced to close when the pandemic first hit in March of 2020. She wasn't able to reopen for two months. And then within two weeks, we got the eviction. Her landlord said he was moving back into the home Wynne was renting. 
she frantically searched for a new place where she could both live and have her childcare business. She ultimately found the building in Carlsbad. But it wasn't suitable for a daycare, so Wynne had to take out a federal emergency disaster relief loan and spend $20,000 on the property. I had to put a lot of the, the loan money into this place because it's on a lake. It's lovely, it's gorgeous, but it was a, a huge risk. Her lease will be up this summer, and Wynne just received more bad news. Her landlord has plans to turn the property instead into a luxury Airbnb. So Wynne is out of business again, this time permanently. So our last day is August 26th. Oasis of San Diego will be ending. This historically tight housing market has created a crisis on top of a crisis for childcare providers. First, the pandemic walloped the already fragile industry. State data show that one in eight childcare businesses temporarily closed during the past two years. And now many are struggling to reopen due to staggering rental costs. It puts them, it puts the providers in a terribly vulnerable position. Laura Cohn is a long-term early education expert. The child care provider is totally dependent on that rental situation for their livelihood and that moving the business would be incredibly disruptive to a lot of parents and families as well as to the provider's business. Without government funding to help providers, child care availability will continue to decline says Kim McDougall, who runs childcare for the San Diego County YMCA. The funding mechanism for childcare is is truly broken, and the way we have built our, our economic model is truly broken, and that's something that we really need to address going forward if we're going to solve the childcare crisis, because parents can't pay more, providers can't charge less, and it's never going to match up without public subsidy to close the gap. Can, can, can I be the captain? Yeah. What are you guys playing? A subsidy certainly would have helped win in Carlsbad. She will have to pack up or sell everything, from the art supplies and tiny tables and chairs to the aquariums holding snakes and turtles. And all of the money she put into the property will be lost. I am. I was so grateful to have found my calling and um, have a business that was flourishing, and, and I seem to, to be in my element. So that's, that's just the best, something I could do until I'm 80. Um, but there's no, I mean, you know, if I really think about it, there's just, I'm just quite vulnerable and that's what I'm noticing. The kids at her school and their parents will have to find new care when wind moves. For the California Report, I'm Claire Tregesser in San Diego. Support for the California Report comes from the Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. The California Healthcare Foundation, working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just healthcare system, 
on the web at chcf.org health equity. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, June 15th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Alex Hall. Thanks for listening and have a great day. As mentioned in the California report, the California Mortgage Relief Program is helping homeowners get caught up on past due housing payments, including financial assistance for past due mortgages and property taxes. Using $1 billion in federal funds, the grants help homeowners who have had financial hardship during the COVID-19 pandemic. On Monday, the program began covering unpaid property taxes for all eligible homeowners. Assistance with past-due property taxes will extend to mortgage-free homeowners and those whose mortgage payments are current. Previously, property taxes were only covered for reverse mortgage holders or as part of a complete reinstatement for homeowners who were also behind on their mortgage. California homeowners who are past due on their property taxes may be eligible if their household income is at or below the county income limit, own a single-family home, condo, or permanently affixed manufactured home, and experienced a pandemic-related financial hardship after January 21, 2020, or missed a property tax payment before May 31, 2022. The assistance provided through the California Mortgage Relief Program is not a loan and does not need to be paid back. You can learn more about this program and check to see if you're eligible to apply by visiting camortgagerelief.org or by calling 1-888-840-2594. As the weather continues to heat up and dry out, A quick reminder that the last free residential green waste disposal event in Truckee will take place at the Truckee Rodeo Grounds this Friday, June 17th at 10695 Brockway Road. Personnel from the town of Truckee, the Truckee Fire Protection District, and Nevada County and the Fire Safe Council of Nevada County will be on site to help with traffic flow and to help keep the program running smoothly. Residents are being asked to limit their loads to three yards per trip. No commercial green waste, bags, rounds larger than 24 inches, stumps, rocks, boards, or trash will be accepted. And now turning to regional weather. Here in Nevada City and Grass Valley, tonight will be mostly clear with a low around 56. Thursday will be sunny with a high near 79. Thursday night will be mostly cloudy, with a low around 49. Another weather system will bring cooler weather and a chance of mountain showers and thunderstorms on Friday, with mostly cloudy skies becoming sunny in the afternoon. The high on Friday is expected to be near 67. Friday night will be mostly clear, with a low around 43. In Truckee and the Lake Tahoe region, tonight, clear, with a low around 45. Thursday will be sunny, with a high near 71. Thursday night will be mostly clear with a low around 40. An incoming cold front is expected in that area after Thursday, 
This front will bring strong winds to the region and a chance of light showers and cooler temperatures on Friday and during the weekend. On Friday, the Truckee Tahoe area will be mostly sunny with a high near 58. Winds could gust as high as 35 miles per hour. On Friday night, Truckee and Lake Tahoe will be clear and cold with a low around 31. For our listeners in Sacramento, Woodland, and the surrounding valley, tonight will be mostly clear with a low around 58, and Thursday will be sunny with a high near 87. Thursday night, the valley will be mostly cloudy with a low around 56, and the sun returns on Friday with a high near 76. You are listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Beginning tomorrow, KVMR will be broadcasting the Father's Day Bluegrass Festival live from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. This means there will not be a newscast tomorrow or Friday. Not wanting to deprive you of one of Felton Pruitt's musical interviews, tonight we'll listen in as he talks with local musician Jeff Ado about a new song inspired by the controversial plan to reopen the Idaho-Maryland mine. We're talking with Jeff Ado. He's a local musician from Rough and Ready who has put out a song and a video called Wells Run Dry, which references the Idaho-Maryland mine project. Uh, Jeff, thanks for talking with us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. Well, tell us your story. Why did you put out the song and the video, Wells Run Dry? So I moved up here from Los Angeles um, in December with my lady, my partner. And, you know, we came out to get closer to, came up here to get closer to nature and and really, you know, have more land and and be part of a kind of a tighter net community. And, um, you know, as soon as we got here, we kept seeing all these no mine signs around in people's yards and whatnot. And and I kept thinking, what what is what is, what is that all about? And finally, um, I stopped at a table in Nevada City, and somebody explained it to me. And uh, I was mortified to learn of the potential dangers that the mine offers us in our community, and all of the incredible environmental risks to our air, to our water, uh, to actual people's wells. And so, you know, I, I'm a songwriter, so I immediately went to work on writing a song about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we were able to put it together nice and quick. I, I actually had the chorus in my mind uh, before I even moved out here because I was thinking about living, what would it be like to live on a well. But I didn't really know why it was kind of a more aggressive tone um, until, I, until I found out about the mine. And then once I, once I heard about that, I, I finished it in the next 24 hours. And, um, and we went to work really quickly on getting it produced and putting a music video out because I'm, I'm really passionate that uh, this mine does not go through and that people rise up against it. I think it would be a huge risk to our community and this place that I've fallen in love with. You did put a video together, and you even did a little flash mob scene in downtown Nevada City for the video, didn't you? We did. Yeah, we did. We uh, we got together with uh, um, the No Mine Nevada City movement. They have a website, and uh, they were gracious enough to post on their website that we were having a flash mob and we rented out Robinson Plaza in downtown Nevada city. And uh, about 30 people showed up from all walks of life. And I uh, put together some real simple choreography and brought a drone out and 
man, we had such a great time filming that. It was really fun, and it was really fun getting to know people and seeing how immediately, uh, you know, people came to, to, to help out because people are just as passionate about this as I am. So that was just really awesome. You also filmed some of it over at uh, Empire State Mine. We did, yeah. Um, we So we got, you know, for the record, Empire Mine has no political opinion about... <laughs> about the mine, but it is a filming location. You can get a filming permit there. So we were able to do that uh, through the California Film Office. And yeah, we uh, we shot some really great stuff there. Uh, we used the creek there for a couple of snippets and then shooting actually in the old abandoned mine shaft and kind of being around all that equipment. Uh, that was really cool. And it was also great getting to know some of the history there. You know, we you sort of glorify the, the gold mining days, but they were really, really difficult for the people who were working the mines. A lot of men died and, um, you know, just caused a lot of, a lot of havoc, uh, both environmentally and, and physically for people. So it's interesting to get in deep into that history of, you know, why this is something that we should not endeavor to do again. We're talking with Jeff Ado, who has the new video out, Wells Run Dry. If people want to see this video, how can they watch it? Yeah, best thing to do is to go to YouTube and then just type in Wells Run Dry, Jeff Ado uh, is my name. It's G-E-O-F-F, and the last name's E-I-D-O. And, uh, and then they can subscribe there. I'm actually releasing a, a new single next uh, Friday the 24th uh, called Stop Killing that, um, that kind of references some of the school shootings and all the things that, that, that are going on there. So if you subscribe, you'll also get tuned into that video as well. Um, but yeah, that's the best thing. You can also look up Jeff Ado, E-I-D-O, um, on Spotify as well. Find me there. Yeah. All right. Well, it's an interesting uh, project that you put together, and we thank you for sharing uh, the information about it with us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for calling, Felton. I really appreciate the interview. All right. That's Wells Run Dry from Jeff Ado, and you can watch it on YouTube. Mark Cuniberti is back this week with another Money Matters commentary. This week, Mark examines the economic good, bad, and the ugly. Welcome to another edition of Money Matters. My name is Mark Cuniberti. The question I get asked a lot lately is should investors go back into the market and is the crash of spring 2022 over? Although no one can forecast market direction at any time, there had been some encouraging signs. Whereas the first four months continually carpet slammed any buy-the-dip investors that dared venture back into the market, the last few weeks have seen some continual buying in certain asset classes with some stocks off their 2022 lows and still going higher. Then, of course, Thursday and Friday last week hit yet another carpet slam. Raise your hand if you think it's over. That said, there are still many naysayers and analysts voicing opinions that the latest green shoots appearing in the markets are temporary bear market rallies. Bear market rallies are the market's way of sucking in more dollars from the hopeful, only to crash again sometime later. Rinse and repeat, and you have the quintessential bear market action that disheartens even the most persistent stock market enthusiast. The good, bad, and ugly 
ugly of our current market environment is the good part of some badly beaten up technology stocks are seeing some buyers. Other beaten up stocks and other industries are also rising from the ashes with some decent follow through on occasion. One has to admit with some previous stocks down 70%, 80%, 85% or more from where they were a few short months ago, there may be some good buys to be had and indeed some investors are nibbling. The bad part includes the history that bear market rallies can have stunning up days with stocks running hot and one or two days sucker rallies. It is said the biggest rallies are bear market rallies. Additionally, the statistics coming out of the Bureau of Labor Statistics show the economy getting weaker and inflation still burning hot and getting hotter. The ugly, unfortunately, is pretty ugly, with inflation not yet cresting and the worst in almost 50 years now. Many argue that the feds are still way behind the eight ball in their policy response to it. With a half-point interest rate increase already on the books, more increases are on the way. Some analysts believe overall increases totaling 2 or 3%, although radical by historical precedent, won't be enough. Technically, if inflation is running 8% or so, the thought is real interest rates must at least approach that to quell the rise in prices. I can't imagine what a federal funds rate of 8% would look like as it pertains to its effects on the consumer and the economy in general. In conclusion, if investors are experiencing FOMO, fear of missing out, and don't want to be left behind should stock prices once again start to rise, prudency may be the best option. This means adding small amounts only, keeping lots of dry powder and other cash-like investments in the rears, so if the market once again starts hard down, you won't have overcommitted too much money and still have some left to buy yet again at even lower levels. I'm watching the market so you don't have to. My name's Mark Cunaberti, and the newscast, remember, expresses my opinion only and is not meant as investment advice, nor represents the opinion of any bank, investment firm, this radio station, its staff members, or underwriters. Our website is Money managementradio.com where everything is free our way of saying thank you for listening to your community radio station i old california insurance license ol34249 and i'm a medicare agent approved in the state of california thanks for listening Well, that wraps up our newscast for tonight, Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. And for this week, don't forget, KVMR will begin broadcasting the Father's Day Bluegrass Festival live tomorrow, Thursday, June 16th through Sunday, June 19th. KVMR gets support from our generous listeners and from underwriters like Dr. Kebby and Back to Health Chiropractic offering chiropractic and biocranial care for children and adults since 1999. Open Saturdays, 8.30 to noon, accepting Medicare. Back to Health Chiropractic, South Auburn Street, Grass Valley. Backtohealthgv.com. And Ubidox Urgent Care, since 2000. Providing walk-in medical and urgent care, accepting most insurance. Open 8 to 6, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 on Saturdays and holidays. Located in the Fowler Center in Grass Valley, ubadox.com. Keep listening. Up next at 6.30, it's a live edition of The Sages Among Us. Tonight, Keith Porter will speak to author and KVMR DJ, Mark Levitin. Thank you for supporting your local independent community radio station. I'm Claudio Mendoza. Enjoy the rest of your week and join us right here on Monday for another edition of the KVMR Evening News.
here's your chance to become the KVMR radio star you've always dreamed about being. Well, maybe not, but it is your unique opportunity to take KVMR's 2022 broadcaster training class, Saturday and Sunday, July 9th and 10th, noon to 4 p.m., live at the station. KVMR and KVMR-X are looking for a variety of hosts in all genres of music, as well as hosts and contributors for our evening newscast. Applications for the class are available on our website, kvmr.org, and the deadline to apply is coming right up on Friday, July 1st. Women and minorities are encouraged to apply, and we're putting out a special call for DJs for our alternative station, KVMR-X. Slots are available for broadcasters interested in featuring unusual, experimental, underground, or new music. Questions? More information at our website, kvmr.org, or send your query to volunteer at kvmr.org. This could be the time of your life. Where else but KVMR?